This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the weekly business programme on KCLR brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants Kilkenny, www.onf.ie. I'm John Purcell, it's about six minutes past nine and you're very welcome to the programme. The show is now available as a podcast, glad to say, through Apple, Google Play, Spotify and indeed anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for all the feedback since our first programme last Saturday. Um, Do keep spreading the word. We want the participation of people in business and people with an interest or a stake in business or even just customers from business. Contact us on the bottom line at kclr96fm.com on email. Later in this morning's programme, Imerny Vrenon will be reporting on the Kilkenny Women's Network. We'll be talking about retailing in Kilkenny City. But first, during the week, I had a chat with businessman, well-known businessman indeed, Bobby Kerr. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie. Okay, I'm joined in studio by Kilkenny man Bobby Kerr, known to people around the country. Primarily, I suppose, initially from the Dragon's Den, but in these parts with his association for a long time for from the New Park Hotel and also blazing a trail across many business uh, ventures around the country and, of course, a broadcaster on business nationally. Bobby, you're very welcome to the programme. John, great to be back in Kilkenny. Yeah, so tell us, Bobby, I think it was last year you announced uh, you were stepping back from your full-time involvement with Insomnia. You, you you know, you were doing coffee, I suppose, when it was neither profitable nor popular back in the last century. Yeah, I was, coffee. I was nearly 30 years in the coffee business, and I think when I had my time in Bewley's, where I was there for over 10 years, uh, Perk then my own business for five and then Insomnia for 15 Yeah, uh, and I I sold my shareholding uh, in January uh, of this year um, to the existing management but I'm still involved in a kind of a minor way but I'm not involved operationally yeah. um, but uh, you know what I it's you know, you look back over those years, uh, opening shops, you know, expanding from town to town. You know, we started with one shop and, you know, it gives me great pleasure to say that there are 160 odd insomnias now. So it all started in, in 1997 with, with one shop in Galway. So it's great to, to, to think that an Irish business um, owned by Irish people, uh, that all the profits and tax and everything uh, from an Irish company and it took me 20 years to open in Kilkenny we opened in Market Cross uh, as you know uh, back in uh, in uh, 2000 and uh, February 17 and then uh, more recently in June this year up in Loch Boy which is great because as I say it took me a long time to open in my home city uh, but I was determined to do it. Yeah and what do you think is the key to the success of the whole coffee sector Bobby? I can remember back quite a while ago now when it was actually exotic that there was actually a coffee coffee shop in Kilkenny Doors in um, in Kieran Street That's if I'm right. not mistaken it was very yeah. exotic there, well, there are coffee shops all over the place now yeah, what's the well, key to success? Well the key to success is, is 
is is ultimately the product and the value. Uh, you know, people will say, you know, uh, I, I support Irish, but you'll only support Irish uh, if the product is good and if it's sold at the right price. Uh, and then maybe being Irish might be a benefit after that. Um, like for us, it was just, you know, start with one, uh, open another one, open another one, and just the, the market was growing. Uh, and, you know, we were there to fulfill the needs in the market. I don't know if it's, uh, if there's that, if, if the legs are in it. Yeah, is it uh, like it is a very competitive scenario now. You'd, you have a lot of the big international players there now uh, who've come in. And, you know, when you look at property costs, which is probably the main cost uh, for a coffee, coffee shop before labour and stuff like that, you know, when... When you go to a site and you express interest, yeah, I'd like to open an insomnia here. You know, Starbucks, Costa, Nero, they're all interested in the same site. And the landlord says, okay, uh, which of you guys is prepared to to pay the highest rent? Mm. And whoever puts up their hand gets the... So what I'm saying is there's no real value from a property perspective anymore, which means that the only way to grow the business is by opening more shops. Do you reckon, yeah. So yeah. It, 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 it's interesting to hear you talk about insomnia vis-a-vis Starbucks, who obviously, I was going to talk to you about economies of scale, who've obviously got multiple economies of scale vis-a-vis insomnia. What's the future for, like, standalone coffee shops? Is that increasingly... Well, I, I think I think the standalone what coffee shop. You, you've been there. You yeah, had a single coffee shop, and it's stop. about being different. It's about having your own identity. It's about. I, I absolutely believe there's a role for the standalone coffee shop, but you've got to be providing something that the consumer wants in in an interesting and exciting way. Uh, again, your place has to be clean. You have to offer good value, like all the basic stuff. But absolutely, I think you know almost you know with the proliferation of all the chains. That there are now, I would suggest that there's a there is that 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 it's in itself has created uh, an opportunity for the individual shop where somebody wants something a bit different. Yeah, in the same way as you will see gourmet burger shops who are kind of making their independence a, yeah, a point yeah. of difference. Yeah. yeah, retail is interesting, John. Uh, you know, I when I look back over the years, like there's no doubt that the landscape of retail is changing. Uh, we don't really need. I would suggest that maybe we have probably too much retail in terms of the the geography allocated to us uh, with the online spending now you know there's i think there's a there's a need maybe to shorten the high streets to consolidate the retail into a into a shorter drag and again to have personality to have individual shops that do have personality that's the only way to compete with online in my view yeah personality goes a long way i think that's from Pulp Fiction, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Just very quickly, um, Bobby, when when you were stepping back from your day-to-day involvement, uh, I suppose, in Insomnia, you, you said you were going to uh, become a, a an exe- or non-executive director. Um, you've been cutting quite a trail there. Just briefly tell us some of the stuff you're involved in. Well, I'm the chairperson of the uh, Great Lighthouses of Ireland. That's a subsidiary uh, of Irish Lights. Now, Your experience uh, I, growing I huge, up in Kilkenny, I had a uh, huge obviously. interest in lighthouses as a young fellow in Kilkenny because there were so many of them around. <laughs> that was the lighthouse know. bar, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been doing that because, I, 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 as you know, I'm a, I have a big interest in maritime affairs. I'm a keen sailor Uh, so I've been doing that for the last couple of years very interesting and it's really about 
that's pretty much a tourist product, project and that's about finding alternative uses uh, tourism related to lighthouses. Recently I became chair of the Cliffs of Moher, uh, the second busiest uh, tourist attraction in the country. 1.6 million visitors there this year. Our challenge there is b- basically dealing with the scale of it, dealing mm. with the experience on the basis that uh, demand totally exceeds supply. So we've a few challenges there to sort that out, but what a wonderful resource to work with uh, the Cliffs of Moher. What a, just a real special uh, project and a special proposition. Yeah, and uh, finally and briefly, but um, I know you were involved in On Post and we were talking about the change in retail, that must have given you some very interesting insights into community services, the change in retail and all that sort of stuff. Any nuggets of wisdom to Well, I went on? into On Post for three months and I ended up staying nearly three years there and again that was trying to change the retail proposition that On Post have and I'm delighted to say that they embraced a lot of my recommendations and that's around you know repositioning as a financial services proposition uh, having things that people need in the community like motor tax and providing an essential community service On Post has 1100 sites uh, right across the country they have the best uh, they're the most trusted brand in the country. Those two things alone make them a valuable proposition. And I, I think while there may not be as many post offices needed in the future, they're still going to be a very, very important part of the retail community infrastructure. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie Always a pleasure to talk to Bobby Kerr and I hope to have an opportunity to chat with him on more occasions throughout the course of the Bottom Line series. Uh, Some very interesting experience he's got from the tourism point of view, from the retailing point of view um, and indeed from a national perspective. Now, Network Ireland was established in 1983. It's a non-profit voluntary organisation with over a thousand members and 15 very dynamic branches around the country. It's for a forum for professional women, allowing them to exchange ideas and increase business contacts. It's very uh, active in Kilkenny. And uh, last week, um, the Kilkenny branch hosted an evening with Miriam Donoghue. Miriam, of course, uh, from Gores Bridge originally and with a range of business and media experience under her belt, now working with Goal. Um, but in the stunning surrounds of Butler House, uh, the Network Ireland Kilkenny branch had a great uh, event which was hosted by our own Eamon Neve She was there and this is her report. Ruth Callanan joins me now. Ruth, you're the president this year of the Network Ireland Kilkenny branch. You're having a fantastic event here at Butler House. There's women from many different backgrounds here this evening all making their way in business. Yes, there is, Emer. Um, we have a vast amount of members. Our members now go from pe- people who are either employees or have their own businesses set up or people who are about to start out something new and they're not sure of where to start. So it's a great... Um, great opportunity. opportunity to c- come and meet people and figure it all out and get everyone to help and everybody is open and approachable and we have the skill set plus the knowledge and plus the warmth and welcome to everybody to come along and do that. 
There's very interesting backstories as well and one such story you have a lady here this evening, Miriam Donoghue um, and many, like many of the women here, Miriam has reinvented herself a few times. She has and it, it's great to have a local native Kilkenny lady come to the, one of these events and get to tell us her story and tell us from where she started to where she is now and what her future plans are what her hurdles were, give us advice and that is what we actually we thrive on. Siobhan Dunhu joins me now. Siobhan, we're busy bees. We're networking here at the Network Ireland Kilkenny event this evening, an evening with Miriam Dunhu. Great to see so many women um, that are involved in different areas of business in Kilkenny. Yeah, sure, it's a sellout event. No wonder she's got a great story to tell. And it's lovely to see her mum here as well with her because she's a huge part and influence in her life. And I can't wait to hear it. I know I've heard it a few times, but she's gone into the next chapter of her life now at Goal. And I'm sure it's going to be really interesting. She's off to Ethiopia now next week. And, you know, that's just going to be fantastic to hear all about that. Brilliant. And in terms of all the business stories in the room, obviously Miriam's stories, so many layers. It's so interesting. There's lots of women here as well who've reinvented themselves a few times. Yeah, well, a bit like all of us, we all have to keep on reinventing ourselves. You know, we go through different stages of our lives. College students, young career women, mothers, whatever you name it. But it's this constant reinvention, what's what it's all about. There's a lot of entrepreneurs here in the room tonight. Um, I've interviewed a lot of them over the years and they all have many hats. That's one thing that's true. Um, so it's a great to see diversification from banking to director of theatre to design craft council to holistic therapy. You name it, it's here in the room tonight. Uh, Margaret Egan, uh, manager of uh, the White Feather Wellbeing Centre. Margaret, um, you've spoken to us about the White Feather before. Coming up to your first birthday, how are things going there? Yeah, it's going great. I can't believe it. Um, uh, you know, it's been a great experience and a learning experience as well. And I still, I'm still learning every single day. So um, I have a lot of stuff um, earmarked now for next year. But I uh, just can't believe that it's almost a year in September. Well, congratulations to you. And I know lots of people are going to the White Feather for alternative treatments, for therapies. I mean, it's very popular these days um, for people, you know, to look for something like that and to have it available in Bennett's Bridge that you don't have to go into the city centre. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's actually, um, it's unique in the sense that we do fitness classes and we do therapies as well. So it's unusual to have both together. Um, So we do all the different therapies, like reflex, Sexology and uh, massage and uh, Reiki and all that and then we also do yoga and Pilates and everything but it's only six minutes from Kilkenny you see people uh, think that it's outside the, the, the suburbs of Kilkenny oh god it's a good bit out but it's not it's six minutes and there's a huge car park beside it free which is brilliant and uh, you know when we have workshops and stuff like that and lots of people attending it's great because we've loads of space. It's actually very central when you think of it because you're so close to Thomastown and some of the other neighbouring areas um, that you'll draw a lot of people in from the rural areas as well. Oh yes absolutely um, <coughs> Thomastown, Goran, Goresbridge, uh, Danesford, Stonyford, um, right over to Callan and that and we have a lot of people actually coming from Carlow uh, Bagnallstown, Boris, um, as far flung as that, and even up into Nace, <laughs> believe it or not. So, yeah, it's becoming very popular. 
Brilliant. And the special focus, I'm talking to you this evening because the spotlight is on you here at the Network Ireland Kilkenny event in Butler House. Um, What will you say to the crowd of women that are gathered here um, when you speak to us a little bit later on? To be honest with you, I'm not sure yet. Um, I I have a few, just I want to kind of highlight the centre, I suppose, and just why I got involved with it and that, you know. And uh, I'm also on the committee of the Network Ireland uh, women's committee here so um it's also to maybe entice people to come on board to the network as well um you know women helping each other out you know that kind of thing so thank you very much margaret best luck this evening thanks very much emer the bottom line on kclr with john purcell brought to you with thanks to o'neill foley accountants offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the southeast Margaret Egan of Network Ireland finishing off that report by Emer Nivreno. Now from networks of professional businesswomen to the issue of retail, an issue at the forefront of the concerns of many business people over the last number of years, given the disruption experienced through a range of factors such as digital and the change in business practices. It's an issue that will be on the agenda for us in this series of The Bottom Line. Mayor of Kilkenny, Martin Brett, uh, you're very welcome to the bottom line. You've been mayor about a month and one of the key initiatives so far is the calling of a meeting next Monday at 11.30 in uh, the Tulsa in Kilkenny uh, to discuss the whole issues of ongoing retail closures in Kilkenny. Can you tell us a bit about it, Martin? Basically, I suppose, uh, John, when you think about it, we here in Kilkenny, uh, we're we're no different from a lot of places around the country. Uh, retail and retail uh, is is suffering in a serious way, and what I'm trying to do is, I suppose, as a as a as a, as, a, as mayor of the of the city, is to highlight the fact that it's there. It's also to give people a forum, and more importantly, to actually allow people to come up with reflective ideas. And what we will do is to to to, to make make a difference for themselves. But more importantly, when you think it, it's actually to bring people who are in the business of retailing bring them in here uh, after we have this set up this forum to actually advise people which is the best way to go about it because as as a city and as a council I suppose um, okay we ha- we can't do anything about insurance we can't do it we can't do rent we can't do anything about online shopping but we can can try and take the lead where this is going and where, what it's about and if we don't do that don't, I think we, we, we'd be very remiss of ourselves So this is the start of a process yeah. Um uh, who's invited to the meeting? Basically, what I've done is I've invited, obviously, the main, main players in the county council. Uh, obviously, the uh, the um, chamber of commerce, the business people. Uh, I've, I've invited a few people from the insurance industry, and it's basically to get a feel for where it is, get a drive for where it is, and set up a task force for us to look at. And, and let, let, it lead, let it lead where it goes. OK, so that's next Monday in City Hall, Kilkenny at 11.30. That's Martin Brett, the Mayor, extending an open invitation there. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. Our website, onf.ie, shows the full range of services we provide to businesses large and small.
John Hurley, CEO of Kilkenny Chamber of Commerce. You heard Mayor Martin Brett there talk about uh, retail in Kilkenny. He's calling a meeting uh, this coming Monday at 11.30. What's your reaction and the position of the Chamber in relation to retail in the city and county? Yes, John, well, it's a very important conversation and uh, we'd welcome uh, what the Mayor is, is trying to do, bring uh, people together, let's have a conversation and understand what's happening. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce has been very busy in this space over the past months indeed uh, because it's not something new, it's something that has been happening over time and is gradually evolving and it's not unique to Kilkenny either and you're nor doing to a, Ireland. You're, you're doing a retail sentiment study at the moment. Yeah, exactly. O- only uh, this week, earlier this week, we issued out uh, a survey to all of our members and the wider business community uh, to get uh, feedback from them uh, directly on, we asked 10 questions um, to see what is the, the, the sentiment and the feeling out there generally amongst the retailers and the businesses themselves. Is there a feeling that the negativity is a bit overcooked and uh, that there's really a lot of positivity out there as well. Well, yeah, I think that we do need to be careful to um, ensure that we have balance in the conversation. Sure, negative stories, uh, bad stories, bad news always gets a good hearing uh, and sells um, newspapers, uh, air waves and so on and so forth. But we do need to understand what's actually happening behind uh, these closures and changes and so on. What Uh, do you mean by that, John? uh, Because when we see a business closing, sometimes that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's time for it to close. For example, uh, a number of businesses, long-standing family businesses, uh, strong names in the retail uh, of Kilkenny uh, for years and years, uh, and we've seen a few of those close over the last 12 months. Uh, but perhaps in, in some of those cases, it was time because there wasn't a succession plan, there wasn't another member of the family wanting to continue on. So therefore, it was time for that business to stop and for it to become something else, for the property to turn into something else. But what about when the... Um the, the units remain vacant. Surely that's kind of like a, a, a toothful or a mouthful of teeth with a lot of gaps in it when absolutely. it comes to Kilkenny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in fairness, uh, yes, we do have some vacant properties. In fairness, Kilkenny isn't doing too badly by comparison to other towns of our like, our size and so on. Um, in that when a premises becomes vacant, it usually gets filled up again uh, reasonably speedily in in Kilkenny. We do have, though, some properties that have been vacant for some time. uh, And we need to look behind that and understand, well, what exactly is happening there? Is it uh, that the landlord is looking for too much money? Is it tied up in some way in kind of finance crisis or something? Or is it a property that needs significant investment and the current owner just simply doesn't have the wherewithal or interest to do so? What's happening? uh, and there are various um, tools and, and devices then that can deal with it once we've established, well, what are the issues here? And uh, let's let's do something to, to get it to move on because it's in nobody's interest to have any vacant properties. And when are you expecting the results of your retail sentiment survey? So the, the survey went out only earlier this week. Um, we'll give it a week or so before, you know, people are starting to respond straight away, but we'll give it a week or so uh, and see what sort of responses we're getting back and learn from that then. And we're more than happy to share uh, the information that we gather from that, the knowledge we get from it, uh, we're engaging robustly all of the time with the various agencies who can help and assist in this space. You have the local enterprise office, you have the local authority, IDA, Enterprise Ireland, etc. Um, and we're in conversation regularly and ongoing with all of those. So they're interested in learning from 
from this survey as much as we are. And briefly, you'll be at Martin Brett's meeting on Monday? I will be. Yeah, OK. Well, look, we look forward, forward to follow up on that. John Hurley, CEO of Kilkenny Chamber there. Now, staying with retail, there's a planning decision imminent on a new TK Maxx store for the Carlow Retail Park. Gwen Thomas is the developer who wants to bring the popular chain to the town. Earlier in the week, he spoke to Emer Nivrenon. We're very excited about this project because it's um, the third TK Maxx Home Sense development in Ireland. Um, we're very fortunate to have concluded a legal agreement with them uh, about a year ago. So we are now waiting for the final decision on planning, which was lodged in October 18. And um, we think that this will be a big advantage to Carlo. First of all, it's going to bring a lot of additional footfall into the town um, to boost the footfall. And um, it's a major, major investment for uh, TK Maxx as well as for uh, Carlo. The big, the big thing really is um, we've got through the UK board, we got through the US board, so we have the funds and the commitment from TK Maxx legally signed up, ready to go. So we're only waiting for the Carlo planning decision, hopefully, to give us a satisfactory grant. Okay. Where we are. Um, and funnily enough, just a strange coincidence, when uh, you got in touch with me yesterday, I happened to be in TK Maxx in McDonough Junction buying a dress. So we have no TK Maxx in Carlow at the moment. The nearest one would be Kilkenny. But this particular store that's planned um, is a much bigger store in terms of the, the Home Sense department. Yes, well, this is this has got a Home Sense attached to it. Uh, and TK Maxx only intend to build four of these in Ireland. They've two done already. And this will be the third, and possibly the fourth will be over in Galway, Limerick direction. But it's a major uh, homewares, luxury goods uh, at reasonable prices. So it will be a big draw into Carlo and bring footfall into Carlo. Okay. Now, the planning decision is imminent, Gwyn. How are you feeling about that in terms of what decision will the planners make? Do you have any indication? I'm very nervous about the uh, decision the planners will make because um, uh, the indication on the clarification of additional information was that they were concerned about the vacancy units in the vacancy rate of units in Tuller Street and Dublin Street, which I totally understand. I mean, there are uh, there is a large number of vacant units in Tuller Street and Dublin Street. But unfortunately, TK Maxx won't come to Dublin Street or Tuller Street and if they come to Carlo, it'll boost the footfall and help Tuller Street and Dublin Street. A part of our requirement is to provide 600 free car parking spaces, which I don't think can be done anywhere else in Carlo. So I just hope that the planners will see that this is a big benefit to the town overall. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. Our website, onf.ie, shows the full range of services we provide to businesses large and small. That's all we've got time for this week on The Bottom Line for and about business. Back next week, uh, just after nine o'clock. Don't forget the podcasts if you want to listen again. Thanks, Neymar Nivrenon, for her reports. John Kane for his help on sound and Deirdre Drummy who produced. I'm John Purcell. Until we speak again, have yourself a good week. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.onf.ie